and a very warm welcome back to the Fearless Finance Podcast. So this week I've been thinking about investing and saving. And putting something aside every month is a foundation for sound money management and for growing future wealth. Many authors and financial teachers talk about the importance of a safety net of perhaps three to six months of income in case of unexpected change in circumstances. But where many people get confused is around the differences between saving and investment. And that's what I want to cover today. I saw this great quote. Unfortunately, I can't credit the author because I can't remember who it's by. But it was to save for security, but invest to increase wealth. And that's really the basis of what I want to talk about. You may have come across the expression, pay yourself first. I first saw it in the great little book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Pay yourself first means that as you receive your income, you take a portion of that and put it aside before you pay any other bills or obligations. And in my opinion, that's the first priority to build some financial security. This will act as a buffer against unforeseen changes such as losing your job, ill health or any other life-changing event. Having three to six months worth of income tucked away would even allow the most cautious to sleep better at night. If you're saving for a specific purpose, such as a holiday or a new car, for example, create a separate savings account and label it something appropriate. Work out how much the object of your desire is going to cost and divide that either by the number of months you wish to save or the amount of money you're willing and able to commit to every month. Then set up an automated standing order and forget about it. Now, at the time of recording this, interest on saving account is minimal. So unless you're planning to save tens of thousands and above, it's a false economy to spend too much time and effort in researching savings account. Go with convenience and something that's easy to set up. A big issue which affects savings is inflation. A big issue which affects savings is inflation. During the past decade or so, this has been an economic problem that seemed to have largely gone away, particularly if you're in the UK or US. It may be different if you're tuning in from Venezuela, so please forgive me. Inflation, as you'll probably be aware, means rising prices. But put that another way, it means the value or spending power of your money falls over time. So if you can get 1% interest on your savings, but inflation is running at 5%, then in real terms, your money is shrinking at 4% a year. And that's not so great. So what's the answer? Well, let's talk about investing. The purpose of investing is to increase your wealth. You're buying an asset of some kind, which will either give a regular return or an increase in value over time, sometimes both. For the inexperienced investor, buying a stock market-based investment, which tracks the movement of an index, is a relatively straightforward option and a good place to start. Exchange traded funds or ETFs are available, which represent whole markets such as the FTSE 100 or S&P 500, or can be for specific sectors like the banks, maybe green energy, or even cannabis producers. These ETFs can be purchased through many banks, or you can open a stocks and shares ISA via an investment company now, ISAs are UK-specific, but in other countries, they are similar. The advantage of an ISA is that any gains you receive are tax-free. So some schemes allow a monthly contribution so that you can build up your wealth gradually over time whilst evening out fluctuations in the stock market. In this way, 
you can set up your monthly payments and fully automate your investing. I've always known this as dollar cost averaging, but it doesn't seem to flow quite as well expressed in pounds or, or yen, so that's what we'll stick with. There's some good apps out there. Uh, I've used Moneybox or Revolut, uh, although with no uh, affinity with these. Uh, you can automate your contributions, let's say £100 a month, and if the price of the asset you're interested in is going up, your overall total investment is appreciating. But if the price of the asset is temporary down that month, you can take a positive view that at that point you're able to buy more shares. This approach works with cryptocurrency or other investments such as gold. Of course, as your experience and sophistication grows, you can look at other options. If you choose to let others look after investments, look for funds or options which have low fees because these can seriously eat into your returns over time. Plus, as a bonus, look out for options to reinvest any dividends as this will help compound the value over the longer term. In a future episode, I'm going to be discussing whether you need a financial planner and what are the pros and cons. But in the meantime, hopefully, this has shed some light on the differences between saving and investing. Both are something that you need to start sooner rather than later if you're interested, excuse the pun, in both security and improving your financial future. So to recap, build a safety net through savings and low-risk investments, and then consider your investment strategy based on your long-term goals and attitude to risk. Look at ways to simplify and automate the process via apps or direct debits to take the decision-making and risk of financial apathy off the table. So there you have it, my take on savings and investment. I hope you found that useful. Now, please treat the information I share here as my opinion, and it's for education and entertainment purposes. Do your own research and due diligence before getting involved in any investment decisions. Please share this episode with your friends, and I look forward to being of service next time. Bye for now.